Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So it was a bike ride that stopped, and then we witnessed the leader of the free world fall off of that bike. When I got the video at first, uh, I just said, I kind of rolled my eyes like, I'm not surprised, right? Like, I'm really not. Like, this totally makes sense to me. Um, It's exactly what I would expect. But then I realized very quickly, like, this is not good for the country. And it's clear that I think this president is incapacitated. He's fallen on the stairs. He's gotten scared by a bunny rabbit. He can't remember what he's talking about. He gets days and years mixed up. He, t- he tells stories that we know are lies over and over again, things that deal with Amtrak and other ridiculous moments. He sees people that aren't there, calls his wife, not his wife, and refers to somebody else's wife on stage. Right? He, he, he's drug around like a, like a little child. His wife's told me he can't read. Right? He's not allowed to answer questions of the media because they know what he's going to do. His wife was literally caught dragging him away. I put this up on social media this week. From reporters, like, oh, I got to go. His wife's pulling on his arm, knowing that she's got to protect him from the media because he he cannot handle the media. Now, this is a guy that's handled the media for 40-plus years. You will not find a video from five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 or 20 or 25 or 30 years ago of Joe Biden's wife handling him on a rope line. It doesn't exist. You will not find 
I want to be clear about this. You will not find a video of Joe Biden being told he can't do something 10 years ago or even five years ago. You will not find a video of the president being scared by a bunny or falling off a bicycle while it's stationary. Now, before I get into any more of the insanity of these people on the left, I want to tell you real quick about legacy precious metals. You know what's happening with inflation. You know what's happening with people now talking about the idea of recession. You know what's happening with supply chain issues. And you know what's been happening with your retirement account. If you are not diversified with part of your financial strategy involving precious metals. Now is the time to call the people that I use and trust legacy precious metals. You can get the free investors guide on gold and silver precious metal investing and how to diversify your portfolio. We have seen that they want to raise taxes. We are seeing a skyrocketing of our national debt. And if your retirement is in only investments that are directly connected to the market, you need to take a look at legacy precious metals call and get the free investors guide right now from them 1-866-751-2218 that's 1-866-751-2218 or online at legacy pm investments that's legacy pm investments.com all right i want to now get back to this idea that before we knew anything about the shooter Immediately, the media knew what they were going to do. Democrats knew what they were going to do. One, go after guns. Two, indict every conservative. Now, the official line from the White House is his foot got stuck in the pedal cleat. You could see that his feet were in these kind of little pockets, right? And they said that when he stopped, he got one foot out and the other one was stuck. And that's why he fell over. What I would say is it's obvious that this president has become incapacitated mentally, and I think you're now starting to see the physical decline. You know, when was the last time you fell on the stairs and fell off a bike that was stationary? Ask yourself that question. There's a certain point in life where that stuff starts happening more often, a lot more often. Many of you may have dealt with it with parents and grandparents. But it's obvious that this president is incapacitated in his job. Now, there's two parts to this equation and i want you to listen to both very carefully because they're important there are some that are loving the demise of this president in real life and they're saying look we should immediately invoke the 25th amendment now there the white house actually had a ceremony that certified the ratification of the 25th amendment and this was something that president johnson noted that quote it was 180 years ago in the closing days of the constitutional convention that the founding fathers debated the question of presidential disability john dickinson funny enough from delaware joe biden's from there asked this question what is the extent of the term disability and who is the judge of it no one replied 25th Amendment was ratified in 1967, and it now contains several important provisions dealing with the executive branch. Most notably, it provides a procedure by which the vice president can assume the role of, quote, acting president in the event that the chief executive is incapacitated. The need for the 25th Amendment was born out of several factors. One was the increased power and responsibility that American presidents held in the 20th century. 
Another was the responsibility presidents had to national security. That all changed in the nuclear age. That the president may be called upon at any moment to determine how to defend the nation. In fact, in the aftermath of World War One, President Woodrow Wilson had suffered a debilitating stroke that rendered him extremely limited in his ability to execute his powers as president. Yet, there was no mechanism existed at the time for him to transfer his power to Vice President Thomas Marshall had he wanted to do so. Now, while this did not do lasting damage to our government or our country, a similar situation during the Cold War could have had disastrous consequences. However, the most immediate reason that spurred the 25th Amendment was a realization that due to advancements in modern medicine, listen carefully, it may be possible for a president to suffer a serious health crisis that could render them incapacitated for an extended period of time, yet not in their life. President Eisenhower suffered a major heart attack in office that led him to work out an informal agreement with Vice President Richard Nixon on how to manage the government in Eisenhower's absence, yet this agreement had no legal standing. President JFK's assassination was a further reminder that a president could theoretically be incapacitated and be unable to execute the responsibility of their office. Thus, there was an urgency to pass the 25th Amendment, which Congress did in the wake of the Kennedy assassination. Now, since its passage, the 25th Amendment's provision for the president to pass authority to the vice president has only occurred three times, once by Ronald Reagan and twice by President George W. Bush. All three times the president was undergoing a colonoscopy. And all three times they were done by the voluntary action of the president. The 25th Amendment contains language for the president to lose power involuntarily as well, but this has never been used. The closest this has ever been a possibility was in the wake of President Ronald Reagan's attempted assassination. Despite this, the 25th Amendment's value is shown in such causes, or I should say in such cases, as the Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon. Sharon suffered a massive and ultimately fatal stroke. He was removed as prime minister under Israeli law, allowing the Israeli government to continue functioning because he couldn't function. He was alive, but he couldn't function. Now, despite the limited usage of passing presidential authority, this function is probably what the 25th Amendment is best known for and has been, well, dramatized in pop culture references such as the movie Air Force One and the television show The West Wing. It's actually been another part of the amendment, the part that allows the president to appoint with the consent of Congress a person to fill the position of vice president that has been more consequential in U.S. history. This provision was used by President Nixon to appoint Gerald Ford as vice president after the resignation of Agnew. And by Ford to appoint Nelson Rockefeller vice president after Nixon's own resignation and Ford's elevation to the presidency. This, by the way, is an important point that you should remember, especially with what we're talking about with the president now and clearly his cognitive decline. Now. I've heard a lot of people say it's time to invoke the 25th. On Joe Biden. 
The question is, is that the right decision at this moment in time for the country? And then there's a second part of this, and that is this. Is it the right, listen carefully, is it the right decision for the Republican Party to advocate for this, knowing what precedent will be moving forward? Imagine what people would have said about getting rid of Ronald Reagan towards the end of his life if he would have fallen off a bike, right? They would have used this to get rid of him. Would that have been a bad decision, especially with what was going on with the Cold War? Think about um, Dick Cheney, for example. Not, not if you liked him or not. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about when he shot that guy accidentally shooting, uh, going, going dove hunting or bird hunting. You don't think Democrats would immediately have retaliated if we would have used this saying, get rid of the vice president? Remember when George Bush tried to walk out of a door that was locked? You don't think Democrats would have said, oh, he's incompetent. He's, he's mentally incompetent. He can't even open a door. Remember that? The door was locked. He was trying to walk out of the room at a press event. And, 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 and they mocked him ruthlessly on TV. So number one, be careful because there is precedent for everything that, you, that we do, everything that we advocate for. And if we use it, I promise you the left will abuse it. Write that down. If you learn nothing else from me, if we use something, it guarantee you not only will the left use it to their advantage, they will abuse it if they have the opportunity. Second thing is this. Does it get any better if we got rid of Joe Biden and put in Kamala Harris? There is a political aspect to this conversation. And anyone that tells you there's not is lying to you. And the political aspect of this conversation is one that we all should at least acknowledge the existence of it. The political aspect of this is pretty darn clear. Okay? Joe Biden is probably the best thing that happened to Republicans for the midterm elections and for Republicans in the presidential election. Joe Biden genuinely wants to run for president again in two and a half, three years. I don't know if he'll get there. Okay. I I have compassion for anyone getting older. I have no idea if he's going to make it to that point cognitively. And I don't wish ill will on his, him personally. I disagree with him politically. And I can stand up for what I believe in without wishing someone bad health. But I'm watching his decline. And if Democrats want to continue to prop him up and say and claim that there's nothing wrong going on, that this is totally normal, there's a large part of me that says, okay, let them. Let them keep lying to us because we're not this stupid. Let them keep lying to us. Right. And, and, and we'll and we will take advantage of this situation come Election Day. Barack Obama gave us Donald Trump. Imagine what we're going to get from Joe Biden. The midterm elections that are coming up are going to be massive. Honestly, selfishly, politically, I definitely want to make sure that Joe Biden is the president with the lowest approval rating of any president I've seen in my lifetime. OK, Jimmy Carter's the only one that's understood the lows that we're at right now. Jimmy Carter. That's how long it's been. 1979, when we saw someone that had a a, a, a approval rating this low. 
I don't want Joe Biden to go, and I certainly don't want the 25th Amendment to be used because the guy fell off a bike. I do think it's a perfect example of why Joe Biden is incompetent. I think it's a perfect example that you could use a piece of evidence on the decline of Joe Biden. But if you think Joe Biden's bad, you wait till you get someone like Kamala Harris in there. And then you got another problem. Who becomes the vice president? How much more radical could it become? How much more extreme could it become? That's the other part of this equation that everyone needs to be talking about. You think it's bad now. Wait till you get rid of him. Getting rid of Joe Biden actually fixes the Democrats problems. Why do you think so many Democrats are now starting to, to, to step away? Last week, there was a great example of this. Don Lemon on CNN asked the question, right? Don Lemon asked that question about, is the president fit? And the White House press secretary actually had a fit that that question was even asked. There was a conversation debate about it on CNN. I'm going to play it for you. Listen to this. Don Lemon's a hardcore lefty who wants Kamala Harris to become president because he realizes that Joe Biden is terrible for the Democratic Party and is going to drag down the entire ticket nationwide. And so what Don Lemon is doing is he's playing the politics here, right? Make no mistake about this. Don Lemon is playing the politics and Don Lemon understands the politics and he understands now is a time when you need to say goodbye, sayonara, adios to Joe Biden. And he personally wants Kamala Harris to be the president of the United States of America. That's why the the left is turning on their guy. Listen. What do you think of her response, Don? Um, Of course, we should be asking that question. First of all, I'm a journalist. That's my job is to ask questions. And as the person who represents the administration and the president, it's her job to answer those questions. I would not be doing my job if I didn't ask that. Let's just be honest about this. Um, I didn't question whether I'm not being ageist in saying that the president of the United States, the United States is too old to be uh, president. Um, We can judge that. I think that's an individual thing. Right. But um, I do think that as the president of the United States, we should know the health history, both physically and mentally of the United States, the president of the United States. We certainly question the former president's. Uh, capabilities and whether or not he should have the mental capacity, quite frankly, and the physical capacity to be the president of the United States. And we did it a lot. We had COVID. We Can he physically be the president of the United States? We, it has been said even in these hearings that he is unhinged, um, that he, you know, he is out of his mind because of what he, you know, things that he was doing. Now, I'm not comparing the two men, but it is our job as journalists. By, by the way, this is what I go back to. If you don't think that the Democrats would weaponize the 25th against us if we if it was used now or we started pushing for it or demanding it, right? As Republicans, they will throw it back to us 10 times worse than we ever gave it to them. I do think there's a legitimate case right now for the 25th. I really do. But I'm not going to be the one advocating and supporting it because I also know what precedent is. And you listen to Don Lemon, he's telling you right now, he believes the 25th should have been used against Donald Trump. And once you open this Pandora's box and it becomes a political football, you will never stop it, you will never end it, it will never go away. Know that and understand it. It will never, ever, ever, ever go away. And that's what Don Lemon just said there. 
Well, we, we certainly looked at this last president and referring to Donald Trump, his mental capacity, his physical capacity. If you were asking the question about the 25th Amendment with Donald Trump when he had COVID and was in the hospital for, what, two days? That tells you how evil you are. And Democrats were. They're like, oh, maybe he'll die. Maybe he'll become incapacitated. Maybe we can use this to get rid of him. They were looking for any opportunity to get rid of him they could possibly get their hands on. Right? That's, that's what they were doing. That is the reality of the situation. They were anything they could do to try to try anything they could possibly do to get rid of him. They were trying it, folks. There's a lot of Democrats right now that are saying, I hope Republicans will get on this bandwagon. I hope they'll start advocating for the 25th because Democrats want to get rid of Joe Biden. He is a useful idiot that's now become a useful liability. You think, imagine if our guy on our side as a Republican was acting this way, what you would be doing. You don't think Democrats are ready to get rid of him? You're not paying attention. They're sick of him. They want him gone. And they are happy. They are beyond happy to move on to Kamala Harris and the new people. They don't want Joe Biden on the ballot in two and a half years. Right? They're ready for Joe Biden to disappear forever. He is a useful idiot that got them the White House who's now destroying them destroying their entire party. And I would say this, they were dumb enough to elect him. Let's take advantage of it in the midterms. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? 
Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Now, I want to switch gears for a moment to something else that I think is uh, a, a, another really important story that really ties into this. There's a new poll that's out that Democrats are touting. It says six in 10 Americans say that Donald Trump should be charged for January the 6th riot. A majority of Americans also think the January 6th committee has, quote, been fair. And this is what Democrats are going to use to justify trying to get Donald Trump to be charged with crimes. Now, why are they doing this? Because they don't want him to run for president in 2024. With the first full week of hearings for the House Select Committee's investigation into the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol now complete, nearly 6 in 10 Americans, quote, believe that former President Donald Trump should be charged with a crime for his role in the indictment. This coming from a new ABC News poll. Six in ten Americans, they want you to believe, also believe the committee is conducting a fair and impartial investigation, according to the poll. In the poll, which was conducted in partnership with ABC News, 58% of Americans, quote, think Trump should be charged with a crime for his role in the riot. That's up slightly from late April before the hearing began, when an ABC News Washington Post poll found that 52% of Americans thought the former president should be charged. An ABC News Washington Post poll that asked a similar question days after the attack in January 2021 found that 54% of Americans thought Trump should be charged with a crime of of inciting a riot. Kind of hard to indict somebody for a riot when the actual president's words from that day at that rally, which was far from the Capitol, said, go peacefully. The majority of the people that were committing the violence on the Capitol weren't even listening to the president's speech. They were already down by the Capitol, we also know from the investigation. So how do you say that the president inspired a riot when the people that did that weren't even listening to the president when he was speaking? Facts like this, by the way, should matter. Facts like this should be important. Facts like this should be talked about a lot. They're not. And if you want to know why, it's clear. Democrats are trying to use the January 6th, and especially knowing what's coming, right, with the midterm elections, 
This is their last stand, their best effort to take away the president's ability to run for the White House by saying, you're a criminal and we have charged you with crimes. Now, the fact that six in 10 Americans say that Donald Trump should be held responsible and that he should be charged with a crime, not, not held responsible, should be charged with a crime, I don't believe these polls. And the reason why I don't believe them is because look at the approval rating of right now of Joe Biden. I don't think that 50% of Americans, more than 50%, think the president is a criminal, especially knowing how many Trump supporters are actually out there. Did the president say, go to the Capitol, burn it down, break down the windows and attack those involved? No, he did not. He said, you're going to go later today peacefully. Did the majority of the people that broke into the Capitol, were they even at his speech? The answer is based on the investigation. No, they were already down at the Capitol. Apparently planning this out. That's another problem. Another part, I should say, of the problem. But if you look this weekend at the talking heads on TV, there was one thing that was very clear. They wanted to make sure that you didn't talk about Joe Biden and him falling off a bike. No, they wanted you to believe that this was Watergate blown out of the water. In fact, Adam Kinzinger, the Republican who couldn't run for re-election because he was going to get beat so bad, a useful idiot of the Democratic Party who's one of two Republicans, quote Republicans, one of them being Liz Cheney, him being the other that's on this January 6th committee, he actually said that the January 6th blows Watergate out of the water and Trump is guilty of knowing what he did. So therefore, he should not be able to run for president again. Listen. Look, the president knew what he was doing. There was a plan, uh, but nothing's changed. You say the president knew what he was doing, and six in ten Americans, according to our new poll with Ipsos, believe the president should be criminally prosecuted for his role in the January 6th insurrection. But as you know, there are difficulties in prosecution as well. Proving state of mind, proving intent is the key factor there. How do you do that? Look, I mean, what we can do from the committee's perspective is show, you know, as we have so far, for instance, the pressure that was coming down on Mike Pence and how the president knew what he was doing and how he had been stopped prior at other areas. We're going to be talking Thursday about some of the stuff with the DOJ. We're going to have a discussion Tuesday about state pressure. And so you can see where the president knew all of that stuff. Um, we can, I think, show the American people that. Now, what can the Department of Justice do in a court of law? That's up to them. Uh, they can you know, have their own information. They'll be able to see what we're doing here. And it truly is unprecedented. But let's be honest, we, this attack, this attack on January 6th is unprecedented. And the rot that led up to it is also unprecedented. It is essential at this moment that we get a grip on this and figure out how to defend our democracy. It's up to the Department of Justice in the end. But have you reached, enough, have, have you reached the conclusion uh, that President Trump should be prosecuted? I certainly think the president is guilty of knowing what he did, seditious conspiracy, being involved in these, you know, kind of different segments of pressuring DOJ, vice president, et cetera. Obviously, you know, we're not a criminal uh, charges committee, so I want to be careful in specifically using that language. But I think what we're presenting before the American people certainly would rise to a level of criminal involvement by a president. 
and definitely failure of the oath. The oath has to matter here. Your, your, your personal demand to stand for the Constitution has to matter. And if you have people that don't regard that at all, there is no law in the world that we can pass that's going to make a, a, a bit of difference. There's their argument, right? Well, he knew what he was doing, even though he said go peacefully. He knew he was inciting a riot. He knew they were going to go down there and burn down that capital. He knew they were going to go down there and kill people. You, you, you notice they're having this conversation on TV the week that Joe Biden has hit the lowest approval rating in history of his presidency. Dana Bash, right, talking to Adam Schiff of the January 6th committee, holding back evidence. If you want DOJ to move on Trump, why not help them out, right? Which means either they're lying to the American people about evidence they claim they have they're not. Why are you doing this? And Adam Schiff is the same guy that CNN puts out there on Father's Day, right? They put him out there on Father's Day and they praise his credentials. It's the same guy that tried to impeach the president of the United States of America, who should be trusted by no one over information that he knew Hillary Clinton and the Democrat National Committee paid to be created and fabricated out of thin air, thin air the Russian Trump dossier. Adam Schiff, while he was impeaching the president of the United States of America, trying to overthrow the will of the people, knew that all of that information was not credible, and he knew that it was paid for by Hillary Clinton. He knew that the federal government, the DOJ, had said, and the FBI had said, that this information was not plausible. He had that information, and he knew it. And what did he do? He tried to overthrow the will of the people by getting rid of a president he didn't like. So you would think that maybe people would stop having this tool bag on TV. No, 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 no. We're going to let him go on TV and tell us a story about January the 6th. We're going to let him go on TV and tell the story about January the 6th because apparently he has so much credibility. Right, He's got so much credibility with the American people, even though he's a guy that tried to overthrow the will of the country that, and get rid of a president that he knew he was impeaching off of lies. We're going to put him right back on TV in the most powerful position in the Democratic Party and, and treat him like everything he says is fact. Listen. Congresswoman Zoe Lofgren told my colleague Jake Tapper this week that some information has been provided on a confidential basis from your committee to the Justice Department. You know this, I'm sure you're hearing this. So many people watching your committee hearings are asking, what is going to come of this? Is the Justice Department going to file uh, criminal charges? First question is, why haven't you given everything over to the Justice Department that they are asking for and they say they need in order to potentially do that? I don't think Congress has ever done that. And I've been participating now in several investigations uh, where there have been parallel investigations done by the Justice Department. Congress never says, hey, Justice Department, uh, other branch of government, just come and go through our files. Uh, we also don't say, hey, we want to go over and just rifle through your files. Um, when the Justice Department asks for things specifically, hey, you know, we're looking at a case, mm -hmm. uh, we're investigating this person, can you give us what you have? We work with them, and we'll work with them here. You know, I, I do want to point out the Justice Department has the subpoena power, too. They can convene a grand jury. They can bring in witnesses. Uh, traditionally, they don't wait for Congress to do that work for the department. Uh, right. So we're going to work with them. We want them to be successful in bringing people to justice. 
Uh, but I, I can't go into the private conversations. Well, have you seen evidence that the Justice Department has already opened an investigation into the former president? Um, I, uh, you know, just looking at the public record, I have not seen, for example, uh, grand juries convened in places where I would think they would be convened uh, if they were looking at some of the conduct, for example, that Judge Carter in California wrote. He believed that Donald Trump uh, was engaged in multiple uh, uh, acts that violate the criminal laws. How can you even have this guy on TV when you know he tried to impeach the president and lied to the American people about that impeachment for two and a half, three years? This man should never be allowed on TV again as a, quote, expert. It's disgusting. All right, lastly, please make sure you hit that subscribe button or auto-download button wherever you are listening to this podcast right now and take a moment to write us a five-star review. Uh, Many on the left have been attacking our podcast, writing us bad reviews on purpose. So if you would help us fight back by writing us a good review, a five-star review, and share this podcast with your family and friends on social media to help us grow, see you back here tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. (laughs) I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.